Before we start today's podcast, the Truth About Aging wish to acknowledge that this episode has been recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. We pay our deepest respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region and that their cultural and heritage beliefs are still as important to the living Ghana people today. everyone and welcome to the Truth About Aging podcast. I'm your host, Kate Helmore. Each week we'll be unpacking your questions about the aged care sector, discussing how to age well, grow old and make informed decisions. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Truth About Aging podcast. Wowie, it has been a hot minute since I've been back behind this microphone. I'm not sure if you're new here, I'll give you a little bit of a reason for that. But back on the 15th of March, we welcomed my baby girl, my daughter into the world, little Cecilia, or Cece, as she's known to her friends. Basically, before her birth, I pre-recorded a bunch of episodes. Thank you, past Kate, (laughs) had a bit of insight that perhaps having a newborn wouldn't quite be conducive to podcast recording and regular programming. So back when I was on early mat leave before she was born, I recorded about 10 episodes. So all of March, April, and I think the first episode in May, I pre-recorded just so that I knew I had that chunk of time where I wouldn't have to think about recording, editing, doing graphics, writing blogs, all of that. And thank goodness I did because I honestly have no idea how I would have got through it otherwise. So this is my first time back on mic since having a baby. It's my first time back on mic in, you know, two and a half months. It's just really exciting to be here and back doing something that I really love. So I thought I would use today's episode just to, I guess, give a little bit of background about me. I've had people who listen to the podcast or people that I've interviewed even just ask a little bit more about my background and how I got into aged care and what I do now for work. So I thought it might be nice to use this episode to sit down and unpack some of that. So starting with the basics, my name's Kate. I'm from Adelaide. I live with my partner and now my seven-week-old Well, almost. By the time this goes live, actually, she'll be an eight-week-old daughter, Cece, who, let me just say, is an absolute bundle of joy. It is also, as any of the parents out there will know, newborn life is just a real ride. It's a real roller coaster. Fairly sleep-deprived, and I will apologize in advance if there is anything subpar on this podcast, but I'm doing the best I can on the amount of sleep that I can. So she has been very kind to us in that regard. And she'll probably be popping up on my stories a little bit more here and there because she's obviously a big part of my world now. So I started off in aged care, started off volunteering back in 2010. So the school that I went to had a program where in your final year, you had to do a volunteer placement somewhere. I'd always loved 
old people. I'd love my grandparents. I'd love any of our extended family friends or other friends' grandparents. I just had a real affinity with working with the elderly. So when the opportunity came up, I decided to volunteer at a local nursing home or residential aged care facility. This was through a program called the Community Visitors Scheme. So Community Visitors Scheme is essentially run through councils and they coordinate volunteers to meet with people either in the community or within facilities that are socially isolated. So this particular lady that I was paired up with didn't have any family that were able to visit. She was of German background and didn't speak, well, I guess spoke limited English. And at the time I was studying German at school. So I think they hoped that I'd be able to speak more German with her, although my German was not so fluent. Basically, I would meet with this lady once a week, go there, spend an hour with her and just talk. Now, as an 18-year-old at the time, that was fairly confronting. It was quite a bit to be placed in a room with someone who you don't know at all and try form a relationship. I think what I quickly learned through that experience is that for people that don't have friends, family, any regular kind of social, meaningful social interaction, I should say, because obviously they have carers that they see each day. But as we know, carers are often time poor and the nurses have their rounds to meet with and they don't always necessarily have time and rarely would have an hour to sit down and just talk with somebody. But so what I quickly found was that being able to sit down for an hour and even just talk about myself and what I'd been doing and what I'd been up to and asking her questions here and there about her background and her family and her upbringing was incredibly valuable for her. And as uncomfortable as it might've been for me, because I felt like I was just sitting there and trying to think of things to say. And sometimes I'd leave and go, oh gosh, that didn't really feel like we did much that visit. It was hugely impactful for her because having someone go out of their way to take time and sit down and spend time with her meant an awful lot. And I think that was just one of the really early things that just embedded that meaning behind working in aged care is that so often it doesn't take much to absolutely make someone's day, week, month, year. And I know that goes for any person, not necessarily just the elderly, but especially when you're socially isolated or vulnerable or not knowing what lies ahead of you. Having someone sit down and spend time with you and allow you time and space to think through your own thoughts and share some of your own feelings is hugely empowering and has a bigger impact than I think people can truly understand. So that's a very long way of saying that's how I started my aged care journey. Uh, After that, I kept on volunteering there and uh, went on into a few different volunteering roles after that, all within aged care. I started studying in 2012 and did my Bachelor of Social Science, which looked more broadly at, I guess, working with all different populations, but I really tried to specialize mine more on working with the elderly. At the time in Adelaide, there wasn't any university degree that specialized in aged care, so social science was kind of the closest I could get and then try really make it niche and choose my topic specifically to work around aged care from there. While I was doing that degree, I did my Cert 3 in aged care, which has changed names a few times now. I think it's now called a Cert 3 in individual support, but essentially it was to be a carer within an aged care facility or community care. 
So I really found this an incredibly important part of my journey because I always knew I wanted to understand all levels of aged care. I wanted to know what everybody does in their different roles, how they all interact, what their different challenges are, how they can be empowered, how you can work best with them. And so taking time to do the carer role and be a carer was really important for me in that journey as well. And it is incredibly helpful because to this day, I can still you know, help shower clients, help toilet them, help mobilize them. I, I have that training and skills behind me to be able to do that as well, which is incredibly beneficial. After finishing my Bachelor of Social Science, I spent some time traveling, took a little bit of a break, and then decided to do my Master of Gerontology. So it was undoubtedly my favorite bit of study in that it was the most specialized I could really get in aged care. So gerontology, if you're not familiar, is I guess similar. So geriatrics is more specialized in the medical side of caring for the elderly. Gerontology is all the social side of caring for the elderly. So different factors that come into aging, emotional and mental well-being, societal factors that can really impact how people age in different socioeconomic groups. It looked at leadership and management within aged care. So many different facets that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed and was just a real joy to study. I really loved that. And at the time, I was already working in the field, so it really paired beautifully with some of the work that I was doing and helped make sense of some of the things that I face day to day there as well. So I guess that's my study and volunteering side of it. In terms of work, I've done a number of different roles in aged care, and obviously there's pros and cons to all of them, but I'm so glad I've been able to experience all of it. So one of my first roles was uh, managing a lifestyle team within a residential care facility. So we had 144 beds, so fairly large site, and I was responsible for the lifestyle team. So we ran, I guess, two different programs across the different halves of the site. We ended up we ended up doing a whole reboot of the program to really maximize the time we were spending with residents, but ended up running, I would say on average, maybe eight different activities a day across both the sides. We also did a really specific resident engagement study where we looked at tracking the data really closely of our least engaged residents, so people that weren't coming out for as many activities, and we started to really target interventions around those individuals. So it's not expected that just because you live in a residential care facility that then suddenly you're going to want to spend time with all these people you don't know and come out for all these different activities and games and concerts. Some people like spending time on their own. And that is absolutely okay. I guess what we wanted to look at, though, was trying to tailor some more one-to-one activities, more sensory activities, more targeted activities to those people who didn't like coming out of their room as much because their mental health and well-being was just as important as those who were out being socially active and coming to everything that we offered. And we saw through really getting to know our residents better, really trying to program our activities around their individual interests, we were able to greatly increase their participation. And even some people that had spent years just sitting in their room had started coming out for occasionally maybe for a concert or we had this beautiful partnership with a primary school that was nearby and getting kids into an aged care facility, this was pre-COVID, but It was just one of the biggest joys and really, really powerful to connect people. So we saw a lot of people come out for things like that. 
Anyway, I could waffle on this because I did love working within that lifestyle space and also managing the volunteers there too, who provided a really integral role in engaging with our residents too. So then I went on to work in the home care space. I really wanted to understand how home care packages work, Commonwealth Home Support Program, the Veterans Program, really just all the different elements of home and community care. So moved to a different organization to do that and spent a few years basically with my own client base. I ended up being one of the, I guess, equivalent of a team leader there. So helping with the other coordinators, but always kept my own client base there and working really closely with those clients to maximize their home care package. We would meet regularly. We would talk about what was important to them, what goals they had, what they wanted to achieve how they saw their journey at home and what their challenges were and what they needed assistance with and really working with them one-on-one to maximize the funding that was available from the government to put supports in place that would enable them to stay at home for longer. And I think that's why I loved that job so much is that it's so incredibly rewarding being able to work so closely with those individuals and in a lot of cases, their families to keep them at home for as long as possible because the reality is not many aging Australians choose to move into residential aged care or nursing homes. The majority want to stay at home for as long as they can. And to be able to do that safely, there's some incredible supports that you can put in place gradually along the way that empower people to stay at home and live on their own for far longer than they'd be able to do otherwise. So a very rewarding role. I had some beautiful, beautiful clients that I miss dearly, but it was just a great way to really understand that part of the sector. And I am incredibly passionate about the role of home care and the additional funding needed for home care, but that's a whole nother topic. After that, I went to do, I guess, a bit more of a project management role, and that was working with an organization on a number of different projects within their aged care program. So looking at working with their lifestyle team initially and helping with staffing, resourcing, making sure that they were meeting the aged care standards and that they were understanding their requirements for that, helping simplify processes, documentation, really just reviewing the way that things were done and trying to improve that to make things easier for the staff, which ultimately frees up their time to spend more time with residents. That's kind of what I had been doing. I am currently on maternity leave and taking a little bit of a breather at the moment, which is partly lovely, but I also miss the aged care space so much. And even just being able to bring this podcast to you really fills me with a lot of joy to be feeling like I'm dipping my toe back in this space as well. I would love to head into some more consultancy kind of roles and working more closely either with organizations, but also one-to-one with families and individuals to help them navigate the aged care sector. It's essentially why I started this podcast. I just find within my professional and personal life, there's the same questions that come up time and time again. And it can be hard to navigate that without having someone provide you with some really objective, some really easy to understand advice about how the system works and what your options are. And that is how the podcast was formed. So we're now 41 episodes in. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. However, it's a little bit more challenging now with a teeny little human that I'm responsible for looking after too. 
I'll put a special shout out to my mother-in-law for looking after her while I record this episode. But I just wanted to take some time just to give that little bit of background. We have lots of new listeners to the show, which thank you so much. If this is either one of your first episodes or if you've been a long-time listener, you're all incredibly valuable to me and I really appreciate you engaging with this topic because I just think the more people that know about aged care, the more people that are passionate advocates for either themselves or the elderly people in their life, the better we can shape the world for our aging population. And we got a long way to go, (laughs) but I feel really optimistic about where we can head in this space. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to me ramble a little bit about me and what I've been doing. I have a few episodes lined up already, but as always, if you have any specific questions, please, please, please let me know. I'm always looking for new ideas for episodes, so doesn't matter how niche it is, feel free to hit me up with any questions. You can do so either on my website, which is www.thetruthaboutaging.com.au. There is a contact section on there where you can send through any questions. You can also find me on Facebook at the Truth About Aging podcast. And if Instagram's your thing, I'm on Instagram at the Truth About Aging. Thank you again for joining me. You have no idea how happy it's made me just to be back behind this microphone. In fact, you can probably hear it a little bit. I've just been grinning this entire, entire record and really not stopped to breathe the whole time. So thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you all. And I look forward to speaking to you all next Wednesday. Bye.